is Brian. I'll be your host today for the Amata World Podcast. And today we'll be talking about Metaverse. There's been a lot of interesting developments over the past week. And here today is our guest, Richard and Hendrik from the Milk Platform. Hi, guys. Can you tell us a bit more about yourselves and about what you do at uh, Milk? Okay. Then I start. So my name is Hendrik. I'm the founder of the Milk Platform. I originally, I'm a journalist, TV producer. We're running two networks, global nationwide networks, one in Germany, one in Switzerland. This is basically our original business background, media professionals. A couple of years ago, we decided to transform our business more into the blockchain world, using the blockchain and the opportunities blockchain technology provides you with for professional licensing and as well a couple of years ago two years ago we decided to start developing our own metaverse by that time the whole industry was quite young while we were developing that suddenly facebook came along and called the whole industry metaverse it actually didn't have had a name by the time we started yeah now we are providing Metaverse based on Unreal Engine 5, which is a pretty powerful graphic engine. And the whole meaning of our Metaverse is that it's supposed to become an infrastructure for media and entertainment participants, a place where all media professionals can gather together in order to provide our users with many, many, many functionalities. Yes, I'll jump in as well. So my name is Richard Flynn. I joined the, the Milk platform 18 months ago now as the senior licensing manager, uh, focusing on content and bridging the gap and bringing and onboarding film and TV organizations into the Milk platform. Um, as my background, I've been in the entertainment industry for going on 15 years, predominantly in the distribution and licensing of content from Hollywood productions and, and TV content too. That's me in a, a quick nutshell. Henrik, you did mention that this is something that's building on an existing platform. Can you tell us a bit more about the business before Milk? Yeah, technically, what Metaverse have to do, uh, the Metaverse idea is actually make the internet become three-dimensional over the time. Right now, you have many, many billions of websites, all two-dimensional in the future. The Metaverse industry has that dream that all those websites that's becoming three-dimensional environments with different functionalities. That is quite a quite of a change if we're talking about the internet the way it is today. Right now, there are a couple of expressions, metaverse apps, I would call it like that. The mid platform is one of those, and the good thing it's live, it's operating already, it's not a concept. You can visit our metaverse on www.milk.global. And what you see is a three-dimensional environment that looks like a city. You can walk through the city. You see a lot of screens and billboards on those walls. Those are more or less meant to become content screens, so they can be used to distribute your content. Of course, advertisers can use those screens as well. The meaning of the Milk Metaverse is that it should reflect the media entertainment industries industry on those four important columns, which is film and TV, music, game, and art. 
and we're providing our partners with the infra with an infrastructure to use that metaverse for their own marketplaces we are a little bit more the the the, the maybe the landlords we try to keep the functionality of that metaverse as fresh as possible many developers are working in the background in the background you have a big media asset management system which is able to provide unlimited tv stations for example but also streaming platforms radio stations you have integrated nft marketplaces for the art industry for example nfts are in the art industry quite important um, uh, as i said music is a very important thing we try to transport music experience into the third dimension so it's not a 3d spotify it's more than that it contains a lot of interactive opportunities to get in contact with musicians or with friends and marketplaces and we do the same for game industry meant to become an open developer space where it doesn't matter whether a young developer trying to promote your first idea or whether you're Ubisoft promoting your latest fancy game. So that's basically how we see ourselves. The reason for that is that we think it's better to uh, share a place, to gather together and work together for our audience or our users than having a metaverse here and another one there and another one there. We think that no one of us is strong enough to generate enough users but if you if we are working in kind of a collaboration it just makes more sense out of our perspective and the partners so far they appreciate that a lot because building a metaverse by yourself is uh, very very cost incentive and quite complicated and so we said okay use maybe our infrastructure and concentrate on your business or concentrate on whatever you want to do Wow, that sounds like an amazing vision. And I actually took a quick tour of the develop platform this morning. It's definitely come quite a long way since the initial conversations with Richard when we met, you know, sometime last year. And you also use that Metaverse application for the Alpha Film Festival. Is that right? Can you tell us a bit more about sort of what happened at the Alpha Film Festival and yeah, I pass over I pass over to Richard because he was the, the the brain behind that. He came up with the idea one day and we said, "Yeah, let's do that." And then he took over the whole organization. We were supporting him all the time, but Richard can explain better than me what the whole film festival was. Sure, of course. So it started off as a as a collaboration with one of our partners, the Film Verdict. And of course, every metaverse needs some form of live entertainment, some events and showcases. And we came upon the idea of creating our own film festival as a first iteration. And we came up with the, the idea and brand name of the Alpha Film Festival. And this year in March was the first version of that film festival, modest in scope to showcase what can be done, or what would be in the, the vision of a film festival in the metaverse. And we put together a collection of over, it was 30 films in total, a short films that we focused on and streamed them live within the five days of the festival, along with a few live events and panel discussions, highlighting all the innovators in the space of film and TV and gaming. So we had some great panel discussions for the community of the, the Film3 space as well, utilizing Web3 
technologies, film financing, etc., to, to further the the industry when it, especially when it comes to independent film producers, and also in the gaming space as well, bridging the gap between games and and cinema too. And so, as we said, it was more about establishing the brand for future iterations of the film festival. But I think we were blown away by the the feedback that we got from the community. We involved them from the very first step from festival poster competition where we received 50 amazing entries which then we converted into nfts which we gave to the ticket holders after the the festival had ended there and we also had running competition when it came to the 12 key short films as part of our official collection where Belogi was the, the the winner of of the first ever audience award which is a form of an nft so it was a very successful event that we built out into gallery space it was a ticketed event so it's a good success that all the web3 technologies from the nft the ticketing side live streaming in the metaverse all these elements that are going to be so important to us in the metaverse going forward um in terms of the numbers so we, we did a great over 200 tickets sold we had over 300 entries into the festival and in terms of stream video assets we're talking over 9,000, and some side requests of more than 20,000. so in terms of the response that we got from the community and now the activation as part of the festival was really, really encouraging. So as a first step, we're, we're super happy of where it went and we're looking forward to obviously the next iteration of Alpha Film Festival next year. So, so watch this space. Yeah, plus the fact that we did some communication around the whole film festival through our PR agency and it was quite impress impressive as well. They received something like a 415 million impressions of our articles and whatever was, was written about the things. So the effect for us was, okay, it was a first expression of a film festival, how it could be in the future, but it generates quite some communication. And that was very important for us because the metaverse is the new kid on the block. We haven't invested that much in communication and we wanted it with the film festival, we wanted to say hello to the professional industry, I think. That worked pretty well. That's really good to hear. And as I said before, I've, I've had a look at the platform. It works really well. It's a completely web-based experience. So I didn't need to download any app and it loaded up fairly quickly. So yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's a shame to have that just sitting around. Uh, so what are your plans for the, the platform now? Because, because as you said, the Alpha Film Festival will be coming back next year, but there's a lot of time until next year. So in between then, do you have any other events planned? Where you can use the metaverse? Yeah, lots of them. Because because of the Alpha Film Festival, we received attention from other industry. For some reason, the fashion industry is highly interested in what we're doing. So as far as we are sitting here, we will be hosting the parallel, the digital twin for the Berlin Fashion Week in July. And there is some communication going on with the New York Fashion Week, the Paris Fashion Week, and the Fashion Week in Milano. They are looking for new ways of express themselves in a more professional way. They did their stuff in Decentraland and Sandbox and Roblox, but this is more, uh, it's a little, it's, it's a start. The graphic is not great, and they're looking for more advanced opportunities to provide 
their customers with good content. And I think in that particular case, it's really helpful that we are coming out of the professional broadcasting system. So we know exactly what they're looking for. And we know exactly what can be achieved in the metaverse right now. So that was good. We're working on a couple of other projects. The Milk Metaverse is an, a live development platform. So uh, we're working on a lot of other functionalities and expressions. So the next plan for us is to open up the music section, which is happening in the second quarter of this year, supposed to become uh, a music marketplace in the third dimension with many, many, many opportunities for musicians and music professionals interacting with their audience. We are opening the so-called Milk Global Trade Center, which is an opportunity for each company to have an easy access into the metaverse and col collect their first uh, ideas or their first experiences. It starts with a single door in the metaverse. If I press the door, it might route me to my website. It's a very easy expression. You can then go into the next level generate a small three-dimensional showroom. If that works well for you as well, you might have 10 showrooms or yeah, start building up your own metaverse within a metaverse. As we all know, digital space is limitless. There are no borders, no frontiers. So it could happen that you one day you go through a metaverse in the Global Trade Center through door, and suddenly you're in another metaverse which is big as a planet. This is how we try to invite even smaller market participants. Don't be afraid. It's not a big boys game. You don't have to buy land for millions in order to do something in the metaverse. You can really start with a few dollars and just start collecting first experience and see whether it works for you or not. So those are the next upcoming projects. And there are many, many more that are supposed to be integrated in the year 23. And other functionality, for example, NFT. Everybody's talking about NFTs. We don't make the decision what kind of NFTs you want to maybe sell in the metaverse, but providing you with an NFT marketplace that you can really concentrate on your piece of art or your object, what you want to sell as an NFT. But there is an integrated NFT marketplace that provides you with the, with the, with the fun functionality. The same as licensing. If it comes to professional media licensing, we're providing you with a license matrix that can be used for music, for film and art and others. Yeah. So basically, what I said, it's always that kind of infrastructure components that we provide the others with, and they should decide for what kind of for what purpose they are using this. At a certain point, you're going to have a bunch of yeah wonderful tools, and there will be more over the time, depending of how the market is changing and what the people are asking for. And hopefully, anyone will find whatever he needs uh, in order to do whatever he wants. Yeah, we're not, we do not interact with your market. If you want to sell NFTs, go for it. Yeah. It's not our NFT, it's yours. And the only thing we're asking for as a business model is if you do a sale, please provide us with a small, small, small infrastructure tax in order to 
keep our developers paid and so that they can go to the supermarket and pay their rent. That's actually all we're asking for. You know? And then we have our own business model. If you go into the city, you see those billboards. And of course, we're talking to many, many advertisers that can book those billboards or can do some campaigns in the third dimension as well. This is basically where we're participating from as the owners. But I think that's actually pretty fair. Yeah. Actually, that was one of the things that stood out when I explored your metaverse. It's all the, the billboards that were plastered on the buildings. It looked like a, a very busy metropolitan city, futuristic city at that. So it's really exciting. Yeah, and this is building. what we think as well. The visibility of those billboards are actually pretty great and as i said it's becoming even more interesting if you for example as an advertiser or somebody who does a content thing if you're thinking about how to transport that in the third dimension because suddenly you're talking about expressions that can't be done in the real world and haven't been done in the online world so far i'm always using that example coca-cola uh, is maybe one day our partner, you see that big Coca-Cola can on those billboards and on the streets there is that stone. Yeah? You take the stone, you throw at that can and suddenly you have 10,000 Coca-Cola cans lying on the floor and one of those is a million. Yeah? For sure you can imagine what's going to happen. Everyone is throwing the stone, everyone is trying to find the million. So things are becoming interactive yeah? and more... Uh, as, a, as an incentive, it's, it's more fun. And of course, you can uh, play around with your creativ creativity. More or less everything is possible. And we try to help our partners to think about those things. Just try new stuff. It's really good to hear. It sounds like, um, you know, Milk is very much focused on developing the metaverse further, which is almost like, the opposite way of where industry is going right now, because a lot of big tech companies seem to be diverting their resources away from the metaverse. And even more recently, Disney even announced a lot of layoffs, particularly in their metaverse development division. So what, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think about sort of the changes in the industry now? The thing is, the metaverse is here to stay. It's an unstoppable movement. You cannot stop us from being innovative and if you just concentrate a little bit more on what the industry is doing the traditional industry like the car industry like the machine industry and so on and so on they're already working with the metaverse on a daily expression called the industrial metaverse it's already there and all those companies that we all know are really, really sure that the, the future can't be done without the metaverse. Now the entertainment industry gets into that space as well. And we see things that work and we see things that doesn't work now. You know? But um, uh, ignoring that movement, the movement is the internet becomes 3D, whether you want or not, is kind of ignorant. Yeah. It's obvious that you have to test a lot, that you that everything is a little bit more experimental. But being in that process means that you are able to generate the 
first experiences and experiences means knowledge and knowledge sets you in the position to learn more about the market earlier than others. We have a couple of partners tend to say, yeah, let's wait till it has more users. Let's wait for this. Let's wait for that. We say, yeah, okay, wait, wait. Yeah. But the front row is going to be blocked. Yeah. And the galleries as well. You might become, might get a place somewhere in the back on the, on the left or right side. So it's, it's, yeah, whatever's happening right now, my advice is, even though I'm a journalist as well, I'm re representing media, don't listen to articles, don't listen to us as publishers. We have a different perspective. We are intending to hype something like Metaverses for a couple of weeks, and if the expressions are not there in a couple of weeks, we bash it. Yeah, The same with AI. Last couple of weeks, we haven't had an AI hyping. Now the bashing starts as ChatGPT is not that great as we all thought, and so on and so on. But that has no influence on the industry. The in industry and the brands and the companies, they keep on going. They don't stop. And the investors don't stop. Yeah. And uh, whoever missed that chance yeah, might have, might will be confronted with the experience that somebody, somebody else took over. Yeah, Brian, you mentioned the obviously the, the Disney example and I mean just to throw my two cents out, I would say that is a bit of a representation of the overall entertainment industry. It's not unusual that a lot of the entertainment and major studios have been consolidating and streamlining their operations. This would be just one version of that. And of course, with the metaverse being such an emerging market, it's just a clear sign of how early we, we really are. Most companies, if at all, are in the R&D stages. And that shift to a monetization is potentially far away with them, which is really just kind of an opportunity as well when you think about them to be reaching out to organizations such as ourselves to be able to, to understand and find the right strategy for how to, to take next steps when it comes to, to Web3 technologies and, and the metaverse there. I just wanted to, to put that out there too. We're, we're coming to the end of the podcast, but we always like to ask one question to our guests, which is, in your opinion, both you, Hendrik and Richard, what do you think is going to be, uh, you know, the changing in the space of, in the metaverse industry in, in the next year? What is your sort of prediction? What do you, or what do you like to see happen in the next year? Well, um, hopefully we are changing the perspective of the metaverse <laughs> industry. Um, hopefully we can showcase different experiences and different opportunities by integrating more sophisticated technologies and mixing existing technologies with those 3D environments in order to showcase that there are many, many opportunities. All you have to use is your own creativity. And yeah, and hopefully there are other projects that are coming with other answers in different spaces. Yeah, we need more functionalities or more metaverse projects that provides you with the answer. What is the reason for all that? But it's going to be fast. It's, it's not like when the internet started, it took 30 years, 40 years till it was adopted somehow. As the whole metaverse sits on the internet and it's only a technical transformation, 
I assume that you're going to see within that year and within the next year unbelievable new concepts and really, really cool expressions of what the advantage of those three-dimensional internet could be. Yeah, I think the, the next uh, 12 months and beyond are going to be very exciting for all things Metaverse-related, of course, from the Milk platform as we develop, but uh, the, the space in general, it's going to be exciting to see how the Metaverse and the, these technologies are evolving, and Hendrik says, very rapidly. So from the, the implementation of AI, smart contracts, Avatar, I mean, all these areas are moving extremely fast and it's exciting just to say from one day to another how far we're, we're coming along in this space. And, and I think it's going to be more exciting as we see more industries, more larger organizations coming into the space and really exploring what metaverses can do and generate those new use cases and activities for the users. I think that's just going to generally build up the space, create more awareness for what a metaverse can be. And yeah, just very excited to see what's what's coming in the near future. Well, on that note, I think we'll end, end the podcast here. Do you have any last shout outs that you want to leave our users with? I mean, how can they find you? How can they contact you? Yeah, if you go to the, to the milk.global, all the informations are there. You have access to the metaverse. You don't have to register. Just walk in and have a look. Just come by once in a while because, as Richard said, things are happening every day. Every every time something is ready, we deploy it and we want to help our fans to witness our development process live. There's also access to our social community. There you have to register. That's the place where you can talk to many, many people, a little bit like Facebook or Instagram or Telegram. And of course, there's that corporate page where we are talking about the MLT, which is our crypto token. You can find the white paper. You can see in the white papers what is actually in planning, what is our strategy. Uh, so if you go to the milk.global, actually you have everything you want. Of course, where you can find us on Telegram, on Twitter, or on other social platforms like LinkedIn. Thank you very much for that. With that, that's the end of the podcast. All right. Thank you all for listening and have a great day. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.